This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This podcast on 97.3 The Fan is brought to you by Hamul Casino, San Diego's closest casino. Real close, real friendly, real fun. The Odyssey app. Is everybody in? Is everybody in? Is everybody in? The ceremony is about to begin. Well, the next time you guys make fun of me for uh, being a boomer and keeping my cable, just know that you're also making fun of Padre skipper Bob Melvin. Uh, brothers in solidarity, neither of us uh, have been able to cut the cord yet. Welcome to the uh, the show. It's good to have you back. Is that what we're going on? That's we're, what we're, we're going on. We're talking on, on uh, about streaming and streaming so forth Streaming and so forth. Yeah. It'll be a short show then. <laughs> I, I love it. He said, you know, i got to get my local news at the end of the day. As yeah. someone who has been on the local news for the last 20 years, I do have to ask, so do you stick around for the, the local sports Yahoo at the end of the local news, or you usually change it after weather? Depends on what time of season it is. <laughs> <laughs> or, if, or if we, or if we won or lost, yes. Don't need to relive that uh, four to two loss to the Brewers again at eleven twenty-five p.m. <laughs> there you have it. Well, it's good to have you with us. Uh, obviously, you know, great year last year, a lot of fun. Um, now the work starts all over again, and and we're out here. It's cold. It's windy. It's baseball weather. You've got a bunch of new faces that you get to manage and make decisions on. How's uh, how's it been so far? Oh, it's been great. You know, really, as as hard as these guys have worked in the off season, we had the mini camp, and a lot of guys, you know, especially with WBC out early. uh, It just feels almost like it's an extension of last year, and that we just have more on our plate that is kind of unfinished. You know, a lot of times you come into a new season, you reset and, and, you know, move forward, but it it just feels like it's kind of an extension. And then when you bring in guys like we have, 
to make our team even better. It's a pretty good feeling. You know, that's an interesting point. Uh, you know, as Woods brought it up as well. Every team zero and zero. That's sometimes a blessing when you're coming off a bad year. Hey, start fresh. We can start again. When you're coming off a good season, it's almost like, ah, oh, I'm sorry, we have to reset and go back there. It's almost a different, maybe motivational uh, strategy for you coming off a good season like you had last year. Yeah, and I think well, the way we finished last year, you know, where we think we are as a team, that really a lot of clarity as far as coming into spring and what our goals are. So, you know, a lot of teams come to camp and they're optimistic, not really sure, you know, what their goals are and, and how you address that with the team. But based on what we finished last year and the guys we brought in, it was pretty pretty easy meeting for me tomorrow <laughs> as far yesterday as far as, you know, what we expect and what our goals are. Uh, so uh, we're talking to Bob Melvin here on Ben and Woods this morning. We had uh, the pleasure of meeting for the first time Xander Bogarts yesterday. Great, great guy. Um, just one in a million, actually, guys you sit down and, and talk to for the first time. We had to laugh, though. He said, uh, yeah, yeah, I talked to Bob. I told him, uh, yeah, you can hit me anywhere except for two. And I was like, man, you just got here, and you're telling the <laughs> skipper where where, uh, where you want to hit. That's got to be uh, – I think we've talked to you about it before. The lineup construction uh, is going to be a fluid thing, I would imagine, and seeing where guys are, are best suited. Well, I, you know what? We're going to try to get our best guys up there as, sure. as often as we can. You know, And then when, when Toddy comes back, then it takes it to a new level. But he doesn't have to worry about two because Juan Soto is going to be in that spot anyway. I t- told him that and even if he wanted it it probably wouldn't be getting there anyway so he got a chuckle out of that but you know when you do you talk about him and and you look at the production you look you know at the player he has numbers wise so forth that just doesn't scratch the surface on really who he is and and I've seen that over the years competing against him there's been a mutual respect and just talking to the guys in Boston over the years they that really hurt for them to lose him um, and he's just fit right in here so quickly. He was here early. He gets to know everybody in the room. Um, just feels like one of those guys that really gets it and, and has extreme leadership qualities. Wait, so Soto 2. So does that mean Tatis 1? Tatis 1. Yeah, Tatis 1. Machado the, Bogarts. The Machado guy's probably in the 3 hole. He's probably in the 3 yeah. hole. <laughs> so 1 and 4 is kind of what yeah, I'm right. tinkering with right <laughs> now when, when Tati comes back. Good chance Crony's in the 5 hole. Yep. Keep Soto and Crony away from each other with 3 batter minimum with the lefties. So. Yep. You know what? It's it's not rocket science when you have these guys. No, it's fantasy baseball. Is what it is. It's essentially you're a fantasy baseball like manager. Like a three-team league. You except, get a really yeah, good draft. Except these games actually count. Uh, the pitching staff, uh, we had a chance again. I got a chance to go out and watch Seth Lugo throw yesterday. I don't know much. I, I know that that guy looks like a very fierce competitor in day one. Was spinning it really well. You were watching him as well. Um, good velo. I mean, it out there competing wasn't uh, wasn't half-assing anything to be sure no he's got an edge and we saw that shoot it feels like every game we play against the Mets he's in the, the in those games and I think he's really looking forward to being able to start you know as a reliever reliever you streamline your pitches a little bit as a starter you're you're able to expand he's excited about that and excited about being on a, a on a new team and kind of a new chapter for him but you know, yeah, the curveball is the one that stands out. He's spinning at 3,200 out there yesterday on a backfield in, in live BP. So, uh, yeah, his stuff's real. Uh, speaking of your starters, uh, Nick Martinez joined us yesterday. And, of course, uh, he had originally decided not to pursue the World Baseball Classic because he wanted to get ready for starters innings. And then a starter role opened up, and he accepted that invitation. First of all, what did it say to you that, that he passed up on what obviously was an opportunity he would have loved 
because he knew it was important to get ready. And now, how are you going to make sure that he still continues to, <laughs> to get ready as he gets that chance to be a starter for Team USA? Well, that's who he is. He wanted to play. I mean, I look, I'd love to do something. I've never been able to represent my country ever, so I understand that dynamic. Um, but I think he was aware that, look, if it's in a reliever role or a hybrid role, it's not going to allow me to get the type of pitches I need to, to be ready for the season. And first and foremost, he's looking out for his team. Once the starting opportunity was there, we looked at the dates that they're looking to start him, and they lined up really well for us. It's pat him on the back and go get him, Nick, because you know he's going to be prepared. He's quite the competitor um, and really look forward to, to watching him. What, you know, without sharing too much, but what, what kind of is the message to the guys yesterday? Or is it, uh, like you said, it's not something you have to beat into the head. They, they know. They got close last year, very close to that brass ring. Peter and said I, there was a fist involved. There was a fist point. involved? Yeah. Okay. I, right. I, I don't remember the fist, but if, if Peter says that. Heat of the moment, who, maybe? Who, who am I to, to, you know, rebut that? So, look, I, I mean, Peter Seidler. Whatever he says, I'm good with. 100%. 100%. But uh, as you address the team, um, it, it does certainly feel like there's a lot of buy-in uh, here. And I, yeah, I know it's day two. <laughs> that could change. But um, it, it, there's a lot of, of big personalities. And um, there's a lot of people that, that you know want to get numbers. They do. They want to get numbers. That's how these guys make their money. Is, is it going to be a challenge for you to kind of spread the wealth a little bit? I don't think so. I mean, based on my talks with all these guys, it's, it's team first. Now, obviously, guys want to put up numbers and get paid. You looked at how guys got paid last year in the offseason. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's an eye-opener. But then you look at a guy like Nelson Cruz who comes over here, and it's all about the opportunity to play for a team that he thinks has a chance to win. He had other opportunities, probably more money in other, other places, but he's close to some guys here. This is a place he identified with a good chance for him to get a ring as well, hopefully. And that's why he chose it here. So when you talk about, you know, guys a little bit selfish and looking at numbers so forth, you can't help me, you know, getting paid in this game. A little bit the opposite at this point in time in a career for him. Bob, I imagine you, you worry about Manny Machado very little. And, uh, you know, when it comes to things like contracts, that can be between A.J. And, and Peter and the agents. But do you ever worry about, you know, like us, the distraction that the media can't stop talking about the unknowns of contracts and what's going to happen? And you can want to ignore it, but it, it rarely goes away when there's a story like this. Right. Well, you know what? I'd be honest with you, I'd rather get it out of the way now. Yeah. So... You know, we address it now early in spring training. Everybody knows where he stands. Everybody knows where we kind of stand. And then we just move forward and play baseball. So, you know, rather than it just being out there all the time, you know, that, that elephant in the room that's never spoken about, at least now it's in the open and, and we can just move on. So I, I, I'm, I'm fine with how he handled it. Uh, talking to Bob Melvin here on Bennett Woods, and, and you, you did mention, you know, wanting the opportunity to represent your country, and you never got that opportunity. Be honest, how much will you be white-knuckling this entire WBC? <laughs> you can't help it. It's it's the injury portion of it that you worry about the most, but they could get injured here, sure. too. Um, you know, maybe the ramp up quick, you know, a lot quicker than, than maybe you normally do, but I think these guys went about it the right way and, and started their process earlier in the offseason, and since these guys have come in here, they're ready to go, and you'll see quite a few of our, our regulars, especially the WBC guys in the first game on Friday. I know you were asked a lot of hypotheticals in the offseason about the new rules, uh, the pitch clocks, the disengagements. I still kind of hypothetical. We're only a couple of days in, but you look and you see the, the clocks ticking in the bullpen over there. And just what are some of the things you've noticed here in the in a couple of days with your guys working on that? It's a lot. It feels like a lot. 
but that's what spring training's for. Hopefully we get it ironed out. We have pitch clocks going here right now. You know, you talk about the, the, the players having to deal with it, coaches as well. I mean, my signs have to get out there quicker. My signs to the catcher, throwovers, pitch outs, stuff like that have to get there uh, quicker. You know, pitch comm's going to be a little different where you have some starters that are, or pitchers are going to be able to give the sign to try to speed things up. So there's a lot of nuance to this that, that that's still going to pop up. You know, once we get out there, you can think about it all you want, but until you get out there in games and really feel how it, you know, it feels, there's there's a pace to how I've done things for years. It's going to change as well. So uh, everybody's going to have to deal with it. And last one for me, quickly. Padres have done really well in the ex- with the extra inning rule, and they're bringing that back, and it's here to stay. Um, I- how do you stay doing well in that? How, is it is it blind luck? Is it is it is it what is it? I mean, because the Padres' record, I mean, it's it's substantially better than a lot of people's. Well, it, a lot of it has to do with winning a lot of those games at home late, and our fans have a lot to do with that. I mean, the 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 momentum that we feel and the inspiration that we feel at home late in those games, you know, we get into that extra inning and have a chance to win late. You know, they're they're a big part of it, and I, I really feel like that that was, you know really there for us all year um but you know one run games typically have you know it's either a defensive miscue or something that transpires you have to play clean later on in games we are able to do that hopefully that's the case going forward uh, as crazy I, as I it love, was last year it's going to be even crazier I, I this love year that because you hear about football teams always going ah the crowd lifted us to the victory yeah. and they made it hard for the other team you rarely hear about it in baseball but you know, at Petco Park, anywhere, if there is that kind of advantage, you've got that at Petco. We saw it all year. I think, what was it, 10 walk-offs at yeah, home or yeah. something like that? It's a lot. A lot. I mean, yeah. you got 81 games and 10 were walking it off at home. Hopefully we can hold up to that standard. Well, good news, Bob. You get to put down this microphone and then head about three steps over there. Yeah. And answer the same all questions. the same yeah. questions again. Good luck. That's okay. Thank you. Thank you. You guys Bob. warm me up. So. <laughs> Bob, yeah, do you need some warmth this morning? That's yeah. for sure. Bob Melvin, skipper of the San Diego Padres with us here on Benno Woods. Thank you so much. Thanks so much. Yeah. Uh, sure. All right, so since he, he's about to get that started, why don't we uh, take a little break, sure. get some traffic in, and then we'll come back. Sammy Spring Training is here. we got Peter Seidler going to be joining us later in the show. Lots to get to still. It's Benno Woods live from Padre Spring Training in Peoria, Arizona, on San Diego's number one sports station, back after traffic here on 97.3 The Fan. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back, 819. San Diego time, 919 here in Arizona. It's Ben and Woods, San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. Woods is giving me the tamp it down a little right bit. now. Tamp it's it down. over there. There's a scrum going There's on right scrum. behind us. He's screaming. Use your inside voice, Ben. Welcome back, <laughs> 97.3 The Fan. So um, tomorrow. Let's get whispery. Tomorrow, actually, we're going to be broadcasting wherever we want. They're doing the... Um, picture day and indoor stuff here yeah and it's not really an open media day we're so we're just gonna plan a show we're still gonna we're just gonna <laughs> stick around at the airbnb a little bit extra tomorrow that'll be fun we won't be out in the wind i actually during that interview uh earlier uh, my light that i set up because everyone was complaining then it's too dark yes so i set up a light and the wind knocked it over right onto my head yes in the middle of the interview yeah so it's uh, it's hazardous out here. All right, scrum's over. I can start talking at right. my normal level. Everybody look again. at Ben. Hey, Ben's here. <laughs> ben Higgins from Channel 10's here, everybody. So the one thing I was going to point out earlier, and then we got caught up with all the interviews, something that I have never seen before in my 14 or 15 spring trainings. I went in to, you know, edit some video yesterday in the media workroom here at the Peoria Sports Complex. It's weird. I've never been in there. Have you not been in there? All right. So (laughs) it's it's nothing fancy, but they've got, uh, you know, like three rows of chairs all along with workstations, plugs, outlets. It's kind of like a press box, but without a big game to watch in front of it. And for the first time ever, I walked into the media workroom at, at Petco Park, and there's like 15, 20 seats. There wasn't a single spot to be had in the media workroom. I have never seen the San Diego Padres attracting so much interest and in, in people, you know, national sports writers and media from, from other teams actually coming and covering the San Diego Padres. Uh, Bill Shaken from the LA Times was here yesterday. Traitor. You know, talking Get him out of here, spy. You can say that. He wrote a piece basically saying – the San Diego Padres should be put up on a pedestal for every other smaller market team in baseball as the example. Stop complaining about the San Diego Padres, you know, the Colorado Rockies and the Pittsburgh Pirates of the world, and start doing business like the San Diego Padres do it. It was, it was a piece in the LA Times about how the Padres are doing it right uh, down in San Diego, and that's kind of what we've been seeing uh, from a lot of the national media lately when they talk about the San Diego Padres. Yeah, you know, and, and uh, I said at the beginning of last year, um, people predicted the Padres to have a pretty good season. And, and you know, I my, my whole thing was, man, I'm, I don't want to talk about it. Let's keep it quiet, kind of stay under the radar. You can't. You just can't with this team. You, you can't stay under the radar. This is not a team of gritty underdogs that are going to, you know, go out and shock the world. I, I think if, uh, you know, we call out all kinds of teams, uh, from the Travis Kelsey's of the world for saying nobody believed in us. Well, you have a $400 million quarterback in Patrick Mahomes and, and you know, you're an all-world tight end and you've got good skill players and a good defense. You guys are going to make the playoffs at least, Travis. With this team here, even if the if we hear Padres players saying, well, you know, nobody believed in us, I'll call BS on that as well because there's no way to undersell uh, this team. There's no way to to look at this team and say, yeah, man, you guys should 
you guys should be <laughs> yeah i should, eyes, should be in it at the end and, and eyes will be on this team all year long targets man. what they do well the missteps there are always some missteps there will be a lot more written about it even here on day two there were nine or ten people at the bob melvin scrum this is uh you know how tony gwynn said the real the real fans come to the second game of the season yes. tony, gwynn opening, tony gwynn, day. gwynn opening day this is kind of tony gwynn spring training day two when you had all the the media yesterday here for peter seidler and everything Still a lot out here on day two that, that are covering this team because they are an interesting, fascinating club to observe this well, season. And our, I think uh, you know our audience right now, just based on the, the comments on the, the YouTube feed and on Twitter and uh, comments that I've been getting and DMs, they can't get enough. I mean, they just can't get enough, and, and we're right there with you guys. I mean, it's I can't wait till this show is done so that we can go back again to the backfields and, and watch these guys uh, practice, perform. Uh, you learn so much back there, man. You learn, you watch guys, you watch how they interact with each other. Highly recommend, if you've never made the trip out to Peoria, come on out, man. Sit down on a bench and watch these guys take grounders, take relay throws, you know, throw live BP. Um, it is, it's a sight to behold, and... But like I said, many there's there's not going to be much under the radar. You are you're the Alabama, you know. You're Alabama. They're gunning for you. People will they'll storm the field, you know, when they beat you. This is uh this is what the San Diego Padres are right now, and uh, I love that. I love that. I would love to be a part of a team like that. Where hey man, we're supposed to win it all. All right, I love let's that. Uh, oh yeah, let's break down the lineup a second because Bob Melvin, while it's not rocket science as he said, you're trying to get your best hitters up as often as possible. He did reveal. I think, you know, officially for the first time, it'll be Juan Soto batting second. Yes. Manny Machado batting third. third. Jake Cronenworth batting Five. fifth. Yep. And really the last decision when Fernando Tatis Jr. is back is whether Tatis leads off or Bogarts leads off, and then the other one would be the cleanup hitter for the San Diego Padres. Yeah. Your thoughts? One and four. Um, I mean, my initial thought tells me that I'm going to put Tatis in the one and Xander in the four. Um didn't Austin Nola lead off last season, the first game of the year? So I, I don't know. I don't know what Bob Melvin's going to do. I, I really, I, if I'm not mistaken, I think Austin Nola was like our leadoff hitter. I think um, I'd go the other way. Would you? I think I'd I'd lead off with Bogarts, with the veteran guy, the experienced guy, Tatis. Well, yes, obviously he's got speed to burn and at you know can steal bases. It seems like a great leadoff hitter. He's so dangerous when there's runners on base as well. I mean, he hits the ball so hard and yeah. so far. Uh, to me, and, and Xander Bogarts has power, to be sure, but not Tatis' power. Let's, let's, let's be honest. He hits the ball hard, but what, he had 15 home runs last year? He can hit more than that. We know that. But good hitter, though. Tatis can fall out of bed and probably hit 40. But you... I just feel like you're going to want some of those guys on base for those Tatis bombs that you know he's going to hit. Yeah, I mean, again, it's all deadly, and you want to get now, your, your best. You want to get your best. Yeah, no. Up if the Tatis most. was, you know, head and shoulders above the other guys, you say, yeah, you got to get him up first just to get him up more. But you're not losing anything by getting Xander Bogarts and Juan Soto up, you know, one or two at, no. at bats a month more than Fernando Tatis Jr. I think you're gaining more with Tatis in the cleanup spot and maximizing. Led led the league in home runs two years ago. No reason to think that he won't come back and, and do something similar this year Xander, as well. Xander as a leadoff hitter is certainly interesting. You know, it's certainly interesting to me. Um, you know, not a speed guy, but you really don't have to be anymore. It's not really what they're looking for. They're looking for a professional hitter, a guy that's going to be able to get 
uh, his, find his way on base, whether it's through a walk, whether it's through a single, double. Um, Xander is a gap-to-gap guy, though. Xander leads off with a double. That's a run. You're scoring a run. I mean, you know, so I, I have zero problem with it. If it's if the lineup on, on day 21 when Tatis is back with Fernando in the four-hole, shoot, man. Great. Fantastic. Again, you probably figure Grisham at nine yeah. is kind of a, a second over. Yeah. leadoff guy who can draw a walk and, and, and has some speed. Uh, that leaves six, seven, eight for, you know, uh, Matt Carpenter and Elson Cruz uh, and Austin Nola, of course, and Hassan Kim yeah. uh, fitting in there in the six, seven, and eight slots. Yeah, don't see, you know, obviously expecting a, a, a jump from Trent Grisham this year, uh, but I do like him in that nine hole, man. It's just, it's it's more, it's speed at the bottom. It's an extra leadoff hitter. He has hit leadoff in his career. Um, if he could, you know, find a way to have a, 300 350 obp or something ben just him getting on base imagine that imagine him being on second for xander bogarts when he comes up as your leadoff hitter i mean bro and it's not it's not a pie in the sky dream he actually has done it yes in the big league level he's had what an obp in the threes 60 70 range for a full season so it's It's not something you dream on it's It's something doable you know and i saw that you know he a little more upright. You saw him taking some some batting practice out here. Uh, you know, at least starting a little bit. His hands. Something's changed. Exactly. I don't know exactly what it is. Uh, we said hi as he came in this morning. Uh, seems to be in seems to be in good spirits as he's come in a little bit. But he's made a little bit of an adjustment. We'll see if maybe that's what was missing this last you know season to two seasons really where he hasn't been quite the same player at the plate. Yeah, Preston uh, tweet, or he writes in on the, the YouTube feed here. He says, Tatis, got to bat first. Most at-bats for your best hitter start the game with a 1-0 lead a lot of times. C- bro, can totally get behind it. Can totally get behind Tatis in the leadoff. Um, but, I, again, I'm not going to have a problem at all if, if it's switched. But it was fun to hear Bob say he's not going to have to worry about the two-hole. That belongs to Juan Soto, uh, regardless of matchup. Uh, two and three, Manny and Juan, uh, getting Soto and Cronenworth separated, he said, was big. Um, so, yeah, Crony in the five, and, and on and on we go. I mean, imagine you, you Nelson. You gave him a little bit of an out. You said, well, I'm sure it'll be fluid as things go. He's like, and no, he not said, really. Not, not really. <laughs> I mean, it sounds like he's – He's kind of deciding on it, and once he decides on it, that that's the what he wants to go with I mean, with his one through five. Obviously, you wish you wish that um, that Tatis was going to be there from opening day, you know. But in three weeks, you're going to have to weather the storm uh, without him. You got some good teams you're facing, man. Some really really good teams in the Braves and the Mets that you're going up against. You'd love to have him. You don't. So, going to have to figure it out. I think it's going to look well. That's another question, you know, with Tatis being out. Well, then what happens? Who's your, what's your... Yeah, I mean, that's one of the only questions so two in spring training. Two and three is going to be Soto and Machado. Who bats lead off? Is it Hassan Kim? Is it Trent Grisham? Is it Austin Nola? Is it, you know, whoever? Uh, uh, and then who bats four? Is it Nelly Cruz? Is it Jake Cronenworth? Uh, is Crony your leadoff guy? Day one. You just, you never know. Uh, he does have a lot of toys in the garage he can play with. And it's, uh, it's nice to, you know it's coming, so, you know, it's not like an unexpected injury. Oh, we're going to be out without this guy for three weeks. I got to create a new lineup tomorrow. Yeah, Bob's got a month plus to know what's coming, and you know to get everyone prepared. Okay, hey, you're going to be leading off for the beginning, but yep. you know the plan after three weeks. Here's what the lineup's going to look like. It shouldn't come as a surprise to anyone. So much fun, so much fun uh, to think about. Just just to watch these guys, and yeah, who knows? Maybe it's Matt Carpenter in the leadoff spot. In a, you know, day one, you just never know. A guy that can give you. A, 
pro AB, get on base. I'm so excited to see how he utilizes all these puzzle pieces. It's going to be a blast. You often hear uh, A.J. Cassavell from MLB.com covering the Padres joining us throughout the season, but we always get him on the phone. It'll be nice to talk to A.J. in person. Uh, He's going to be dropping by the table here on our back patio location. The Peoria Sports Complex will be back with more Ben and Woods on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Sour 97.3 The Fan is brought to you by 5-Hour Energy. Visit 5-HourEnergy.com. Replace your afternoon coffee with 5-Hour Energy. It's perfect when you're feeling coffeeed out and your stomach will thank you. Discover 5-Hour Energy. Learn more at 5-HourEnergy.com. Woods just went on a coffee trek, an unsuccessful Unsuccessful. coffee trek because he uh, saw it in the hands of our next guest, A.J. Casavell, who's sitting down and will join us right after this check of traffic on 97.3 The Fan. And not only does MLB.com's A.J. Casavell join us uh, on our premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline here in person at the Peoria Sports Complex and on our YouTube stream, which I'm looking at right now. And my first question has to be, you're wearing a Penn State beanie. Why Why do they use the letter S, though? Why not a P? I mean, every state is an S. Yeah, I mean, you it's can, just, they could all be S's. That's why, just this hat. Why? I mean, there's some hat, like the Penn State baseball hat has a P, P and an S okay. and a U. This one's just an S. This one just has the S. It's like state. We're so iconic state. that all we need is the S because we're state. And you well, all, most people you who are wear not. this hat are in Pennsylvania. And everyone knows what it is. <laughs> did you go there? <laughs> I did, yes. You did? Okay, Nittany Lion. Yeah, hey, hold that right up to your – yeah, there we go. Oh, sorry, guys. No, you're fine. Sorry, you're we fine. heard you. We heard you. Yeah, you got to stay warm today. Uh, three beanies and uh, – I try not to mess up my TV hair too badly. So. <laughs> Sorry in advance for my chattering teeth. He's, I, he's so vain. Yeah, it's not going to, I mean. Yeah, I think this song is about me. Yeah, it's not going to mess you up. You look great. So, AJ, how's, uh, you know, you've been here, what, already two weeks almost? Yeah. I mean, technically yesterday was the first full squad workout. So, kind of day one. You've been here since day negative 12 or so yeah. of spring training. How's it been going for you? Uh, it's It's been an interesting camp because there's, I think the first, like, three or four years I was on this beat, it was like, how am I going to find enough stories to write to cover six weeks of spring training? And now it's like there's not enough days to cover all the storylines and all the people and all the different intricacies of the team that I want. So it's 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 a different challenge, but it's definitely a fun one. Well, there's certainly uh, no shortage of superstars, as we know. I'm watching the hitting group yesterday, and 
you see the guys roll through and you're just one, one after the other. You know, guys coming in and, and taking live uh, BP. I love some of the uh, the other storylines in camp, some of the, the lesser-known guys, some of the guys that they're taking a chance on, the Brent Honeywells of the world. You know, I, some of the, like Seth Lugo, you know, is he going to start? Is he going to relieve? He really wants to be a starter. Um, those are the ones that are interesting to me. Have you have you found a couple of guys that, you, that you're looking at and, and said, man, I, w- I want to follow this guy around and, and catch his story? Yeah, Honeywell's an interesting one because he of is. the success he had in the Dominican Republic in, in the offseason and kind of where he could project. I mean, he was obviously a big-time guy, and he says he really regained his confidence pitching in the DR in the offseason and coming into this camp. Uh, I don't know that there's an, an, an obvious spot on the roster right now, but that's that's what good teams have is they have depth that, that those guys can fill in that spot. I mean, there's the offense is, looks pretty set as well, but it's with Tatis out for those first 20 games, it's an eighth of the season, and you've kind of got a competition for, for who plays in, in that right field role. I'm, I'm curious to see what with David Dahl and kind of Adam Engel, Jose Azokar, like what they bring to that mix and whether Matt Carpenter gets time out there. So, yeah, there's some guys on the fringes of this roster who are going to play a big part, and I think what the Padres did this season that they did better than last season, it's easy to say now whenever it's the start of camp, but they've built out the fringes of that roster, so they have the pieces on the bench. I mean, you look at like kind of what Bob Melvin did in Oakland. He was really good at using... The complete roster, yeah. the, all his all of his bench pieces in different ways, pinch hitting, that kind of thing. Even in the American League with the designated hitter when he was there, he didn't necessarily do that last year, and I don't think that was his choice. I think that was just kind of the way the roster was constructed. I wonder if we'll see a different kind of look this season. It is when you have superstar players, though. It's a little different in Oakland um, with a more balanced roster. It's harder to give up at bats for the big guys more often to make sure. Yeah, we got to make sure everyone gets some work. It's uh, you know, it's not little league anymore and when you have guys who produce the way so many Padres do it does tend to leave some guys stuck on the bench for extended period of time yeah and I think in a long season it's and and some of these guys are more veteran guys who will need a day off here or there um I mean this team has championship aspirations so the goal is going to be winning as many games as possible winning every night and, and using those pieces in the way that sets you up the best way possible um I just think there's maybe more room for, for maneuvering. If you want to pinch hit late in the game because you've got a tough maybe lefty-lefty matchup with Trent Grisham and Nelson Cruz on the bench, that's now something you can do. And, and if Luis Camposano is your backup catcher, maybe he's a guy you can bring in to pinch hit because he can because his bat is what we – it's probably further advanced than his defensive skill set right now. So there's, there's just a, some interesting pieces in terms of how the roster can be used. Like we got to the playoffs last year, and one through nine they were, they were hitting – uh, it was one through nine. I, I don't think that there was any confidence in, in any of those guys coming 12, off the bench. Yeah. yeah, no, I mean, and, and you, you noticed that they didn't utilize anybody off the bench. Yeah. You had Alfaro sitting there. You had Capisano sitting there. And Austin Nola, you know, he, he we watched it. He, he ran out of gas. I mean, he, to do what he did, you know, the, the last ABs were kind of weak roll, ground outs and rollovers. The guy was cashed, I mean, at this point. Yeah. And, and so – and, and, you know, you mentioned it's, it probably wasn't Bob's choice. I, I wonder, you know, if, if that was kind of a, a part of a directive, a conversation he had with A.J. Preller of, like, look, let's get guys that we're all comfortable using in, in positions like that because I think he maybe felt a little handcuffed in some of those bigger games down the stretch. Well, and A.J. Preller talked about this a little bit last week at Cactus League Media Day about how guys like, like Matt Carpenter and Nelson Cruz coming in and if they're going to share playing time, that's maybe not a setting that, that – San Diego would have been inviting for in the past. Like if you're if, if you were coming to the 2018 Padres who were going to win 71 games, 
you probably want to play all the time. Yeah. But these guys are more bought into the fact that, you know what, if I'm platooning or if I'm getting 100 starts and 50 games off the bench, that's a role I'm comfortable being in here because of the aspirations this team has and where this team could go. Talking to A.J. Casavell from MLB.com here at the Peoria Sports Complex. Looking for those lost storylines, one we mentioned earlier as he walked in. Uh, Josh Hader is a free agent at the end of this year. There's plenty of talk about Manny Machado. I've heard very little about Josh Hader. Do you believe that the plan is already set that, you know, Robert Suarez or, or Luis Garcia maybe will graduate to the closer role and there's not going to be much of an effort to try to resign Josh Hader? Because the last couple of years, there isn't a single player where you felt like there there wasn't at least some effort to bring them back if they were a critical piece. Yeah, I don't think there's going to be no effort. I yeah. think, I mean, that's a, it's one of the best relievers in baseball, if not when he's at his best, the best lockdown back-end like weapon the in, in the sport. Year, like, yeah. I don't know that I've ever seen a guy dominate <laughs> a, a few a few games better than he has in those Dodger games and early in that Philly series. Um, I think there's kind of more of a, of a wait and see with him, and they did put a contingent plan in place. Like, the Padres are very quick to say that Xander Bogart's, at third, or Xander Bogart's coming in and, and signing him for those 11 seasons is not a contingency plan at third base for Manny Machado. I don't think they've said that as emphatically with, with Robert Suarez and what this deal is. I mean, if, 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 if Josh Hader has a great season this season and commands more money elsewhere, the Padres like what Robert Suarez does. He's proven he can get it done in the big games. He's proven he can he's, – he's, if he's healthy, he's got the kind of stuff that looks like closer material. And so it's not as – the contingencies are in place – but you're never going to turn down talking sure. with Josh Hader, especially if he's interested in staying here. And I think he's kind of taken a liking to this to this organization and to that clubhouse. Talking to AJ Casavell here on Ben and Woods. Uh, I know it's only uh, we're very early. Uh, what are your when you look at the roster um, and even some of the fringe guys? What are your perceived weaknesses of this team? Because there is no perfect team. You know, the Houston Astros are they're pretty close. They're pretty close. They've got a, a, a stable of big arms they got a good bullpen they got good offense um what what do you think the potteries may be lacking right now yeah i've got two off the top of my head and i think the, ro- the rotation depth is is there i mean there's a lot of guys kind of at the triple a level that could come up and fill in and play a role but the back of the rotation still has some question marks so if we don't know I, I think seth lugo has the stuff to be a very good starter we haven't seen him do that i think nick martinez is the stuff to be a very good starter for for an entire season we've we saw him do it for about two and a half months last year yep. before transitioning to the bullpen. So I wouldn't, I don't know if it's a weakness, but just, just question marks there at the back of the rotation. Um, the other one is, is behind the plate. I think catching, we, we, like you said, we saw kind of Austin Nola really get run into the ground a little bit in the playoffs last year. They'd like to have more of an even timeshare. That, re- that would require Luis Camposano to kind of finally take that, that step to what the Padres believe he can be. They didn't give themselves much of a fallback there. I mean, Pedro, uh, Pedro Severino, Sullivan, like there's 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 options, but the catching situation right now, they they there it feels to me like they're banking on Camposano being the guy they thought he was, and if that's the case, maybe April and May he plays somewhat sparingly as he works himself into a role, but I think they'd like to have more of a timeshare, uh, so Austin Nola doesn't get to the end of the season kind of as worn down as he was last year, and we'll see. We'll see how that goes. That's not. It's again. I don't. I wouldn't call it like an outright weakness when you compare it to some of the catching situations around the league because it is hard to find catchers in in the major leagues. It's hard to find a good catching situation around baseball. There's maybe five or six of them. Yeah, I mean, you need two. You need two really, really yeah. more than serviceable catchers, and and you know we have one. 
and one in waiting. And you know, I'm I'm hearing great things about him. You know, I'm yeah. a, a good turnaround, and and uh, hopefully he can and can come in. And he, you saw flashes of it last year. His Musgrove starts come to mind, and I left me scratching my head, going, "Well, if this is working, and it's working like really, really well with Joe, why aren't we continuing to do this?" And you know, we don't know what goes on behind closed doors, and and you know how people are reacting, but. Um, you know, if he can take the next step, the one that I, I think about too, and I'm not overly concerned about it, but defense uh, for me, I think the left side, obviously, you're, you're feeling pretty comfortable about. Uh, the right side, we'll see. You know, Crony's done it uh, over there at first, and you know they got Nelly Cruz out there taking grounders at first. I don't know that you want to see that very much. Uh, I don't know that you want to see Matt Carpenter in the outfield a ton. Um, and, and while we wait for Tatis to come back, again, he's going to go into the outfield, and he was. We saw him play outfield. It wasn't it wasn't anything spectacular uh, when we saw it. I know he was banged up at the time, but that's one that jumps out at me a, a little bit as well as defense. But if you're beating teams by by seven eight runs, uh, defense kind of falls to the bottom. Yeah, and I, I think defense is kind of like pitching the pitching staff to the back end of the pitching staff, where it's it's you. I wouldn't call it a weakness. It's just a question, question because. Mark, yeah. It could be really, really good. Yeah, it could I be. mean, and you look back at Fernando Tatis Jr. in twenty twenty one and his foray into the outfield. That was kind of like a mid season. Let's figure this out on the fly. Yeah, he's been invested in. It. He's been getting daily reps in the outfield right now. We know what his athleticism is. He could be an outstanding right fielder given the skill set. Um, the infield, there's a huge shakeup across the board, but I think we know that a lot of those guys are really just solid defenders either way. So. Uh, there's there's a shakeup on defense, but there's also some legitimate Gold Glove candidates on yeah. defense. So we'll kind of see how the pieces fall. AJ, uh, with your reporting, what what have you been able to separate the fact from the fiction on the Manny Machado, the contract deadline, the the offer, the counter offer, anything that has or really hasn't taken place, and what's your read on the situation? So my read is that that Manny set a deadline at the start of camp for when he wanted to get this thing done. What my biggest question now is, is how willing is he, nego- is he to negotiate now that that deadline has, has passed? Um, I don't know the specifics of the offer. I know I've seen some numbers out there that, of what the offer was from the Padres. Um, I don't know the specifics of that, but I do know that, that Manny was hesitant post-deadline to to. To open negotiations right away because why else set a deadline? He wants to keep his focus on the on the 2023 season, and that was kind of his intention all along. Um, you get the sense, kind of from Manny's camp, that like he says, business is business, no hard feelings. I kind of think that that I, I believe him when he says that because he's so invested and committed in what 2023 can be, and also the fact that whatever 2023 brings, he's got a lot of earning power in the market next off season, considering the type of player he is and when he, when he would be hitting the the market. Um, I'm just, I, I, I guess I'm just curious if, if he's not going to go back into those negotiations now because the deadline has passed, is that something that could come up mid-season? Is this something that could come up later in camp? I don't, I don't know the specifics of that, and, and Manny, as ever, is, is tight-lipped on the whole thing. I never believe in artificial deadline because I can say I'm not going to eat dessert after 8 o'clock, but if you <laughs> offered me a slice of Oreo cheesecake it. at 9 o'clock, probably still going to eat it. So, you know, if the offer is there... And Manny Machado and his agent love it. I doubt you're going to stand on principle and go, oh, yeah, this is more money than I ever even dreamed of asking but, for. But I did set a, a deadline. February and I really, 16th. I, I really want to stick to my word on that. So I don't know how much it really could possibly mean. Yeah, my deadline's 90 <laughs> minutes after the last pitch. Yeah. But I don't, I don't write for a newspaper, so that's, that's artificial. And ask my editors what they think about artificial deadlines. Yeah, okay. <laughs> 
AJ Casabell is with us from MLB.com. Um, I was just talking about how the media room was full, like the first time I had ever seen. Oh, no it's, work, been, it's been jam-packed. No workspaces at all here in Peoria. Do you expect that to continue all season long? Like, we're going to see a lot more attention on this Padres team than really we've ever seen before. Yes, yeah. and I, it's 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 definitely different from my perspective because I'm used to just kind of waltzing in and talking to whoever I want <laughs> and not having 20 other people there. Um, but, like, this team is, aside from the potential they have to be really good they're also really really interesting there's just so like i said there's so many storylines around some of the superstars and what what could happen this season and, and where they are in their career trajectories um that that's what it is like you there's going to be people who aren't padre fans invested in the padres because this is this is such a unique and interesting team full of superstars i think bryce miller wrote it the other day that they're the baseball beatles and they're 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 the closest thing they have they're the most superstar laden team in baseball right now yeah it's fun to i mean show up at work and jeff Passon is in your seat but then you know where, where do i sit at that point when he's around but that's that's kind of what it feels like right now with the padres i got my seat i have you my seat, seat at the far left was in your seat you're gonna make him get out of your seat <laughs> see Man. i told you yeah, you can set you can set your deadlines, but when Jeff Passon's in your seat, you just never know. Well, I'm a second row guy anyway. He feels like more of a first row. He's guy. He's a first row guy. Yeah, yeah. he's also five three, so I wouldn't worry too much about it. Be fine. First row guy because you can see over the top of his head yeah, so easily. That's exactly right. Oh. That's exactly right. Uh, well, AJ, uh, appreciate it. It's always fun talking to you, but especially fun in person and seeing you out here. Now, do you get to go home at all, or are you here for the entire duration? I will be home. The end of March, March 18th. There's an off day on that that 20th, and I'm, I'm I'll be off for the 19th too. So, I'll try and make the most that's of that. That's pretty much the duration. Yeah, yeah. that's it, it. Enjoy Arizona, my friend. Thank you, buddy. Thank you, AJ Casavell, with us on our Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline. Save money the right way with Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad. Visit oh, them no. today in the Carlsbad Auto Mall. Chevrolet find new roads. Yeah, I feel like just here from Monday through Friday is a a really long stretch, yeah. and I look at AJ or, or Dennis Lynn, Jesse. And, you know Jesse Agler, Sam Levitt, who are here for every day, weeks and weeks and weeks, and you know he's already been here almost two weeks, and they're not even started the games yet. They don't start until Friday. That's a it's a long stretch at spring training. Yeah, better with the team like this than teams of the past, certainly. Yeah, yeah, more certainly more interesting and. Uh, I know some of the guys are going to be splitting soon for their WBC teams, but um, still plenty of – I mean, he can talk about Jackson Merrill. He can talk about Ethan Salas, who's going to be back there catching games at 16 years old. In a month, old, you'll have is, to hit just about everything. Which is insane. And I don't think he even has a custom pillow from, uh, from Mattress Makers <laughs> in La Mesa, natural handcrafted mattresses. We're bringing you all of our spring training coverage from here in Peoria. Imagine having to sp- spend a month and Without a half it. here. Without your, your your pillow, your custom pillow from Mattress Makers. I couldn't. It just sounds miserable. It does sound miserable. Just, I mean, you know, you should make a trip back to Mattress Makers. Get a just fresh so pillow. Just so come back with a fresh pillow. All right, we'll come back. Final hour of Ben and Woods includes a visit from the owner, Peter Seidler. So do not go anywhere on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – 
Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.